0: These are bad movies, your favorite bad movie podcast, and your favorite bad movie podcast hosts. I'm Amy Bell and I'm Amanda Ferriante.
1: And speaking of favorites, Mm. I think this movie this week might be one that I have at least at some point in my life called my favorite. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know that it still will be, but I know that at one point in my life. When asked what my favorite movie is, I probably would have said this movie.
0: Well, and this is important because you're bringing the movie this week, which I've never seen. And I don't I don't know what's the bad thing about it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I never thought I'd get to see it. So if there, it better be a bad movie, Amy, is what I'm saying. You're responsible. I don't
1: know. It's been a long time.
0: <sighs> okay. So the movie that we're going
1: <laughs> to the movie that we're going to watch this week is dogma and the reason that i haven't seen it in a long time is because it's really hard to get a hold of this movie it is
0: not available for streaming anywhere
1: and it's not for sale as a dvd Mm -hmm. um new i was able to get a used copy online and at one point they made enough of them that used copies aren't extremely expensive. But still, you have to go out getting, of your way and you're getting a used movie, which is a little bit of a Crap gamble. Shoot, yeah. yeah. So I did it. I ordered the special edition because maybe I'm really going to like this movie We're a lot. special.
0: We get what we want. Like we wa- we watch the special versions so we can cover as much movie
1: as yeah. possible. <laughs> so, here's the thing. I have not seen this movie in maybe 15 years.
0: I've never seen it. I've only read of it. Yeah. I've
1: always wanted to see it. And I will say, the last time when I really enjoyed this movie, it was when I was very uh, militantly atheist. Mm. Like, religion hating. Which, I know, a lot of our listeners are, are probably militantly atheist, because a, a lot of a lot of people who are Kind of raging against conservatism, rage against religion too. Yes, but we are we don't do that here. But know that I deeply understand that emotion because I was raised in it, mm-hmm. and I I I get it. I really really get it.
0: Well, and I've always just done whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Amanda is religious. Um, I but-
0: I love songs that are just like questioning God. <laughs> Yes. Like, if you give me a good rock song that isn't from a Christian band, like, Losing My Religion. Love Losing My Religion. Like, that's a fun song.
1: She's talking about R.E.M. Yeah. yeah, and,
0: and I don't know that they're a Christian band, you know. But, and like, a lot of Christian music is just, like, worship. And it's like, no, 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 no. God, hmm, songs. Yeah. Those are the good ones.
1: Well, this movie is going to be a God hmm kind of movie which is why
0: i've always been interested in yeah
1: but i don't know i i just don't remember um if it's something i'm gonna like now uh i at at some point um within those last 15 years decided that i didn't want to be militantly atheist anymore Mm -hmm. because it made it hard to talk to half of the population well over half the population Yes. yes really um, like
0: even people who aren't in organized religion, like there's a lot of like spirituality or
1: agnostic or you yeah. Know, I don't want to talk about religion and politics, yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I don't want to live the militantly atheist life anymore by choice. Um, and sometimes that's a choice that I have to like physically make. Like I have to force yeah. my brain to be like, do not, in fact be an asshole about religion today Well and you're
0: also deeply interested in learning about different religions and the interplay and it's 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 neato.
1: Yeah. So I I do like uh religious concepts and theologies and various ones. I like exploring it. And I've enjoyed being able to actually talk to religious people, Amanda included. Yes. Uh, Fifteen years ago, I would have told Amanda to F off just by existing within a church. Yeah. Um, and that's the time that I really like this movie. So that's why I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm going to feel about it today.
0: Well, and my my thinking behind, you know, it could be a bad movie. I'm really relying on Amy here. Is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon... <laughs> Like, big minds behind this one, from what I remember. And I just don't have a lot of trust for them now or when they were significantly younger.
1: Well, unlike... This this movie also has been un-Amanda-ish already with this episode because... First of all, she picked it up. She didn't know Alan Rickman was in it, and usually she's pretty good at knowing when Alan Rickman is in things. And two, when I told her Alan Rickman is Metatron, she said, no, stop, don't tell me anything else. And Amanda is usually a pro-spoilers movie watcher. So I don't know what's going on with this episode, but we're going to get something. I don't know if that something's going to be good, bad, whatever. We'll find something to complain about because that's our (laughs) service to you. But hey
0: we really just want an excuse to watch this movie i we can so get, excited if we can get content from this it's all good i'm sort of picturing like the reason i don't want to hear more is because i'm sort of picturing like describing southland tales to someone who hasn't seen southland tales doesn't really give you the experience
1: I would not put Dogma on the same level as Southland Tales. Yeah. Because Dogma makes sense as a plot.
0: But it, it sounds zany as I'll get out to me. Yeah. It's like, yes, give me Alan Rickman as Metatron. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't need to know more.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's just do it because okay. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. All right. We are back. We've seen the movie. We have.
0: Your impression.
1: I think I'm going to have to get an impression after talking through it a bit. Okay. Yeah, it has its moments.
0: It does have its moments. It has its
1: really good moments. Yes, it does. There are things that make me want to just jump up and hug this movie. And then there's things that I just (laughs) no
0: yeah so that was one of my questions the audience wouldn't know this Uh uh-huh but i've tried selling you on some media and your response on a couple of different occasions has been "Ugh, i don't go for that kind of humor
1: yes and some of that humor was in here some of it yeah oh my goodness it was
0: a lot when it was there
1: yeah it was
0: the quantity yes was immense
1: she's talking about poop jokes yes or basically any like anything that could be called toilet humor i'm just not a fan
0: yes so for the toilet humor to present itself
1: in an actual toilet
0: in an actual toilet and then continue from there yes and even be in like the dvd menus yes <laughs> and it's like, ah, this was Amy's favorite movie. Interesting. Yes. Maybe she blocked it out.
1: Well, I really did because it wasn't one. It's not that big a part of the movie.
0: It's prolonged for what it is. It is
1: extra, but it, I don't know. It not entirely integral to the plot, I suppose.
0: It is not integral to the plot.
1: Um. All right. Let's go over the plot real quick. I think that's a good place to start because for me. I think there's just particularly unpacking that has to happen to even figure out how I feel about this movie. my but my first impression right now is oof it's a pretty bad movie.
0: It is pretty bad. it like the first 20 or 30 minutes had me. yeah and then it's it, yeah, it became a different movie yeah which I do not like. <laughs> Yeah, I liked the first twenty or thirty minutes, and then it was like, ugh.
1: Yeah, Ew. all right. So, so let's cover the plot. Uh, do you want to take it, Lord of the plot? Yeah, sure. So you have
0: Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon is an angel named Loki, and Ben Affleck is an angel named Bartleby. And they're bros. And Loki used to be like the angel of death. And Bartleby used to be some other angel guy. A watcher. A watcher. Because he watched things, I guess. And they got kicked out of heaven for not continuing to kill people. And have gotten a letter in the mail cluing them in that there is a...
1: Plenary indulgence. So that...
0: There's this particular parish or, or building in the Catholic Church where, in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Where if they walk under the arched doorway, all their sins are forgiven. Yes. And then all they need to do is cut off their wings to become human and die so that they can return to heaven. Cool loophole. Yes. Um, and so they, they set about traveling um, I, but
1: in doing that, they would prove that God was not infallible.
0: That's not what and they were Undo
1: existence. That's
0: not what they were planning. No,
1: but that—that's why they needed to be stopped.
0: Yes. Um, and on the road trip to New Jersey, they're going to enact some of God's wrath. Get back on the killing wagon just to sweeten the pot. And even if God doesn't like it, they'll be forgiven. So either way, win-win. Um, And so they lead a bloody trail (laughs) to to New Jersey. Yes. Um, And then we have our main character, Bethany, whose name I only really learned when we were watching the deleted scenes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who is Catholic but has lost her faith and works for an abortion clinic. Those two things are not related unless you watched the deleted scenes, in which case they're a bit related, but whatever. And she's visited by Metatron, played by Alan Rickman, who's like, you're the last scion. And you need to go stop those angels, or otherwise all of existence will just go away because of a logic problem. And
1: that's caused by Catholics.
0: Because every faith has it right, but we all need to get along. But the Catholics have created their own Dogma and so loophole. Um and she's like, Okay, I guess and she's gonna run into two prophets and it's Jay and Silent Bob. Woohoo They're in it a lot. Um and you know, they end up at like a strip club after run so the so ugh, Kevin Kevin Hart? Right? Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Okay. Drops from the sky. He is the 13th apostle who is not in the Bible because racist. Yes. Um, and he's come to help in this grand mission pilgrimage so that Bethany, once it's all done, can work her magic, which she has because she's Catholic, I guess, to get him put back in the Bible. Uh, they end up at a strip club for reasons I don't remember. And one of the strippers is a muse who was cast out of heaven named Serendipity. Played by Selma Hayek. And she appears at various points throughout the film. There's also Azriel, who is played by the guy who is in Alvin and the Chipmunks.
1: And my name is Earl.
0: And he's a demon. Who was also a muse, but instead of getting cast to Earth, he was cast to Hell. Um, and he's got a little cohort of like demon street tough teenage
1: roller hockey players.
0: Yeah, and they're in it a lot. Um, and there's a big showdown at the ch- church. Church. And George Carlin dies, <laughs> he plays a priest, he, he dies off screen, but there's a deleted scene, but whatever. Um, and Loki is no longer invested in getting back into heaven because along the way, they all ended up on the same train together and there was a big fist fight and Silent Bob was the hero of the fist fight. Go him. But anyway, at the church, Bartleby is flying around, just being a douche, (laughs) dropping pedestrians from the sky and killing them, because he's totally lost it. And side plot, the hobo, excuse me, the homeless person who was a John Doe and a coma, something like that, that was mentioned in, like, the first... 30 minutes of the movie but didn't come up again later for a really long time is actually God in a coma because God comes to earth once a month to play ski ball ski ball and got Stuck. Kid- kidnapped
1: and beat and put in a coma
0: because if God's physical form had died God would have ended just back in heaven so the whole like plan was put him in a coma Um, And so Bethany goes to the hospital, which is conveniently located next to an amusement park that has Skee-Ball, and she connects all the dots. And she's like, I bet it's the coma guy. And it is the coma guy, who is Alanis Morissette.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who shows up. Amanda's face right now looks like she'd rather be doing anything but describing the plot of this movie. (laughs) I don't think Kevin Smith
0: is a good writer. (gasps) Gasp. I know. Um, And like, yeah, cool that it's Alanis Morissette, but you break your own rules in the movie. Like the whole point of Metatron is like, the voice of God is too powerful for all you little human ants people. But like, she keeps vocalizing. I hate it. You did a movie bad. Um, And then also Immaculate Conception To Bethany She is now pregnant And gets her greatest desire in life Because she died Because she's a martyr Because she had to be a martyr So you have to die to be a martyr And so like they fix that With Alanis Morissette In a poofy dress Laying on hands And looking very furrowed brow Like concentrating Because it's not like she's God or anything some stuff Jake runs off at the mouth there's twee goodbyes to everybody and the movie ends
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that description actually you're welcome that was um, delightful
0: was it? it didn't feel delightful I know
1: I think what was what I was delighting in Mm. was how much pain you seem to be in to have to describe it. And, you know, this is why, this is why, almost every episode, there's a good possibility that it's our last.
0: I'm not even mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it.
1: I know, but you clearly would rather be doing anything else right now, either. Like, that's the, that, like, it's just if not, it's not me, it's the movie. It's not
0: good. No. And it's, like, supposed to be, like, like people on the internet who should never be trusted clearly <laughs> um, We're like dogma it's so cool and interesting and like I guess Kevin Smith like worked over the concept and the script and the screenplay for this movie over a- the course of years yeah and this was the final product yeah and I'm just like should have kept working on it bud <laughs> you had it at the beginning and then oof, it flittered away and also I, like, this is the first Kevin Smith movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I feel like I have so much more of an understanding of every other movie he's made.
1: Just... Uh, to me, they're all worse than this. Yes. By a lot. Yes. That By is, a lot. That is the lot.
0: impression I get. However, the characters of Jay and Silent Bob are a particular kind of, like, movie guy Uh huh. that this is meant to appeal to. And I imagine Clerks and mall rats so much more. And
1: I have no patience for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. you basic. I know. And to me, especially looking back on it now, it's also really hard. To For, for one thing. Okay. I, I think a good place to start is this movie was made in 1999. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie really brings together a lot of what the 90s felt like to me mm. so they drop slurs pretty casually uh, but oh, not frequently they're not they're not it's it's not mean. over the top spirited but it's like but the it didn't 90, age well right it's the 90s way where even uh, like, your nice friends would have dropped slurs. It's like I'm
0: cool with gay people. I'm just gonna make a lot of jokes about. Yeah,
1: it. and call things gay. Yeah, as and, a and way you to think insult I look it. gay? Like, mm. yeah, right. Which was it's like I'm all
0: for gay rights, but like, don't accuse me. And it's like, okay, right, right. So it doesn't age very
1: well. 90s to yeah. me. Like that, that feels very much like the world that I came up in. Right, I would have been three. Right um they also uh dropped uh the r slur
0: yeah it, they did
1: um which again that one was 90s i mean that that one was hard for me to understand that it was a slur well and with like like what that was one of the words that like okay uh woke up pc police whatever well lay off of me you know
0: so in the 2000s yeah when i was more cognizant right (laughs) um i would have been like the woke pc kid on the playground who didn't say the r word but it was only because my mother very clearly was like no it's very offensive you have a relative who would be called the r word and that's just not nice yeah. And that is the only reason, because even in the 2000s, the word was flying around a lot, very casually. You're seeing it less now. Yeah. But also some people like hold on to it. And it's like, OK.
1: Yeah. Necessary. Sure. Yeah. So, so I. But still, uh, it, it was in that very. Uh, this is made in the 90s. Um, yeah. The language has changed. I don't necessarily see that the slurs used in this movie would have necessarily coded as being particularly bad people. I do not. Especially at the time.
0: No, I don't think so at all.
1: And in fact, uh, Kevin Smith is a pretty decent guy. That is what I've heard. Like, like continually when I read about Kevin Smith, he's like willing to grow as a person and adapt. Um, But okay. The movie just—it didn't—it's—it's very nineties. It did not its its very 90s It's in an age well, right? But like, but also it had some of the like really happy things in the nineties, like, um, George Carlin. Yeah, I, which I wouldn't necessarily call George Carlin specifically nineties. No, but for me, George Carlin was like, yes, this is my guy. He's—he's he's um, very fun. Yeah, I love him. Uh, I loved Alanis Morissette. I went to her concert. Last summer, yeah, I love Alanis Morissette. set. Um, yeah, Alan Rickman, I loved. To me, this movie, to me, this movie is the quintessential Alan Rickman. See, it's the quintessential um Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck duo. A- and this movie is also how I picture someone Hayek still too. Okay, like so many of the people in this movie. When I picture them, I'm picturing them in this movie. And I didn't even realize it. Because mm. it's a little disjointed. So I wasn't entirely realizing that all of these people, I kind of w- was putting their whole persona, their whole career off of this movie.
0: See, and watching the actors with what they were given, uh huh, it reminded me... Oh yeah, Alan Rickman was in love. Actually,
1: yes, Ugh. yes, <laughs> Ugh. yes, it, it definitely. Like when Alan Rickman was cast as Snape, first Snape, first. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, when Alan Rickman was cast as Snape, he was um well, f- perfect, like perfect. Um, for the, how I pictured him in the book, Mm. right? But also, um, quite a different role for Alan Rickman to me.
0: Well, Die Hard.
1: Yeah, I don't see, I don't think of him in that movie at all.
0: That was his debut.
1: Yeah, but I don't think of him in that movie at all. And I've seen it. I mean... And I know that he's in it, but, like, he doesn't come to mind at all in that movie.
0: Well, we could go on forever about, like, every one of the actors in this movie. Because there's there's a lot of them. There's enough of them. Um, Here's something that doesn't age well. Okay. That I don't think was cool even then. Okay. Which, if you're doing a whole movie about, like, religious concepts... Uh-huh. Maybe get the basics right. And I say basics. So my issue is it, it came up more than once, probably only twice, but the first time still got my attention. Okay. The whole, um, the Jews killed Jesus thing. Mm. It's just not cool. I'm not down with that. Yeah. And I don't think it was cool even in the 90s. Uh it may have been more common but even so i think that age is worse for me than the rest of it see i
1: don't know because that to me um a- and the reason why i am kind of pushing back is not that it's it let me say unequivocally that yes that is a wrong thing to be saying mhm uh be- because but but it, it it is actually a rather popular statement to make i mean so to me it
0: verges on dog whistling
1: well it is I mean it, it is Um, but I don't know that the that dog whistle okay so this is that dog whistle it's, in it, itself it, is it, one of my critiques of religion and in a movie that's critiquing religion but I don't that dog whistle is a part of that I don't dogma. think it was
0: being critiqued
1: well, it's hard to say, like, what was the critique of religion going on in this movie? I think it was meant The to writing be... was not that clever. Right, right, right. But it was...
0: The anti-Semitism was not being critiqued.
1: The religion was being critiqued. Sort of. Ish. It was being mocked. Yes. Yeah. Um...
0: It was more about, like, aren't... Our the rules aren't the dogma sort of funny and silly
1: yeah but you know okay so five years after this movie you had passion of the christ like the whole the jews killed jesus story mm-hmm. is still a big part of like dogmas which are
0: bad
1: they are right 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 Yeah,
0: (laughs) so the Passion of the Christ was famously made by Mel Gibson, who's very Mm anti-Semitic, like doesn't
1: fix my point. Well, but you can go see passion plays all over the place. I mean, there's a there'll be a good number of churches in this area that will put on passion plays every Easter.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between.
1: No, the passion play itself is historically um, part of an anti-Semitic messaging campaign, ah. like the entire Easter play itself. Okay, is the Jews killed Jesus? Okay, okay. So that that's why I'm not sure if it's the movie saying that um, to make that claim. I don't think, or it- to say, or or to be portraying that religious aspect of it. Um, and it is unfortunate that because the writing was not (laughs) exactly cohesive...
0: It it, was so in your face. Like, they were just... They were plot dumping... Yeah. ...every single scene. And it's like... Mm. Mm. Yeah. You have... no finesse and no faith in your audience... Yeah, yeah. ...whatsoever. Yeah. Which may or may not be earned. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But do you see, like, the... Like But and so for that reason, for how in your face all of the big points and the plot and the back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah, yeah. and the religion was. Yeah. For the anti Semitism to be a funny aside, it was not being critiqued in my view.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think uh I, I don't I don't think like I'm not here to like defend what they did. Yeah. Um but pointing out that that whole passion uh the whole passion play idea still resonate like I don't think it's something that didn't age well. I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. That that is still the behavior of Well, certain (laughs) religious doctrine it seems like and i'm not clued into those right right and you know that that concept is still like under the surface in a lot of like real religious ideology Mm -hmm. um but again i watched this movie as like when i the last time i saw it i was definitely hard on the militant atheist train mm-hmm. right so everything was like yeah dumb religious people you know like mm. all of that was very dumb religious people Ha ha! ha. they really <laughs> made fun of them here right um i mean for one i don't think it made fun of religious people as well as it f- It felt like it did. It did not. When I first watched
0: 100% it. 100% it did not. Right. It was very actually like, whatever you believe, as long as you believe, was sort of the, the takeaway it seemed it was trying to him.
1: Right. So, like, I could have just been watching it wanting to see that yeah. out of it. Right. You know? Yeah. So. It's like faith is cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the rules getting you down, man. So that's that's why for me like this movie is really hard. Uh it's not as bad as I thought it was for the reason I thought it was going to be bad. It's just And then also it was just bad in other ways. It's just low quality. Right. Like, like...
0: every single sound effect, I feel like I had to flinch because it was cartoon noises.
1: Yeah. Yeah just it was very hokey yeah and, and you know and, i i and think th- i think too that i i would have i would have loved for that movie to have really been there to take religion to task because even if that's not how i want to live personally now i think that discourse is still valuable to exist yes. Um, and that's not this movie. And that's not this movie. It's just like,
0: isn't God the coolest? It's Alanis Morissette. Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah. And funny. She's so funny. Yeah. You should like her. Like. <laughs> like. Yeah. It, it was different. It was different. It, it was not. It may have been like. Yeah. Hard on the Catholics. But it wasn't anti-religion.
1: No. And and you know, I don't even think it was that hard on the Catholics. It really wasn't, um, because the whole idea of the plenary indulgence and the um, the doorway to cleanse all sin, mm-hmm. they they do that. Yeah, um, they would have done that a thousand times well, prior to this incident that these angels that had been on Earth were suddenly found out about. It it, well, and for for the big
0: like you get George Carlin. T- in a smock and put him behind a microphone and have him talk about the Catholic church. And it's just like, we're going to rebrand and not an actual critique of the Catholic church. The most obvious one being, you know, um, sexual assault and, and everything wrapped up in that. Not a word if I'm recalling correctly, like it doesn't, go for the throat
1: I don't know that in 1999 uh we had quite fully grasped the extent of Mm. what the sexual because at the time I think you heard more about uh scout leaders or Mm. yeah
0: well I mean there's there's other ways to approach it too I mean like missionary work it's like like no
1: (laughs) And, and the there's tr- critiques to be had no the the truth is with with uh predators it's anywhere that children are present that they're able to get them alone no, it, it, it it's in any organization no, and they find I'm, I'm talking about like
0: like um religious imperialism or um like I thought you said sexual abuse yes but when I brought up missionary work oh okay yeah I was thinking like,
1: missionary position no <laughs> I, I thought that was a really heartless way to talk about <laughs> no I was like Amanda
0: we don't refer to salt as missionary work. wow your conversation didn't age well <laughs> I'm judging you <laughs> like come on jeez um, well, I was judging you
1: <laughs> incorrectly. I know. Um, I'd see this movie put me back in the 90s. Apparently.
0: Oh. Regression.
1: This movie causes.
0: My point being. Regression. Even without like things hitting the news in 1999, there were other things that could have been critiqued. And it was just, like, rebranding. And it was funny. I will give you that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it was very funny. Yeah. And it was in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it stopped being funny.
1: <laughs> well, and they cut a lot of George Carl Like, we watched the deleted scenes. And to me, the deleted scenes actually added a little bit more flavor to... Some bad choices, yes, that were being made, yes, while making this movie, a lot. And I thought it was a bad choice to have cut out any of the George Carlin. <sighs> he is a gem. He is a treasure. The deleted scenes of George Char- Carlin were perfectly delightful and fine.
0: He wasn't given like good material. No, but so I'm okay. He
1: looked good doing it. There was <laughs> there was another deleted scene. Um, we did not watch them all. There were a lot. Mm, yeah, we were we were kind of picking and choosing. But the one deleted scene was of um, Bethany? Beth- Bethany's backstory. And even in the deleted scenes, they call it Bethany's Boo Hoo. And it was like a really, really, really rough story about a botched abortion. Yeah. Like... A really rough story of like like partner control abuse manipulation infertility like it was a really awful story yeah which good job cutting that did not belong why did you write it to begin with it would have just it would (laughs) have deflated the movie much earlier than the movie deflates itself yes And then to put in the cutscenes Bethany's boo-hoo. Because
0: they're funny, Amy. They're funny guys.
1: There was nothing funny about this. They're
0: so funny. These two guys, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh my gosh. They're hilarious.
1: Oh my gosh. And see, that's the thing. Amanda, in this episode, watching this movie has made me a worse person. (laughs) <laughs> you want to, let, like, we've witnessed it.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- you, what? Wh- here's. Whew, I mean, you know yourself best, Amy. <laughs> My big takeaway is they bought their own hype. They being. The A View Askew or whatever production team, like Kevin Smith, like they bought their own hype. Yeah. I don't know where the hype came from. Wherever it was being sold, they bought it. Maybe they sold it to themselves. I don't know. Yeah. But it was so self indulgent
1: on top of being poorly written. This is less self indulgent than most of their stuff.
0: I haven't, this is the first one I've seen.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But, like, Jay and Silent Bob are not only prophets, they are action superheroes. Yeah. No. No. The only person who's as invested in these characters as they are being portrayed is you, the guy playing and writing him.
1: I'm sorry. and I feel like Jay and Silent Bob as characters were, like the least obnoxious of the characters in their previous films they were i know awful i it, know i know they railroaded i i hope you're hearing what i say when i yes. say that yeah
0: no it was like you had an interesting movie and then you put in your mary sue gary stew self inserts
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> into your bible fan fiction and it made it worse
1: yeah yeah Yeah. It, it was not the movie. Well,
0: and let me be clear. I've read good Bible fan fiction. I know. This was not it, folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's this a is, way to do it. This is not uh not what I thought it was going to be.
0: No. Not what I thought it was going to be.
1: The first 20 to 30 minutes I was like on board. I know. Amanda's face was she was like standing watching the movie, which that is typically a sign of engagement and excitement. Yes. Uh, Kind of like a puppy. (laughs) Right. Okay, Treat. Um, (laughs) But as the movie went on and she was standing there engaged, smiling as the movie went on, she was sitting uh, glaring and uh, being distracted by her phone.
0: I got in some good Skyrim. Yeah,
1: turning to glare some more. Like, the difference of, like, happy. Yeah.
0: It just lost it. Not here for it. It just lost it. Like, I, I don't know if they shot in sequential order or if just the first scenes in the draft got better before it went, oh, wouldn't it be cool if... Stuff got thrown in or what, but the first part of the movie was genuinely of a different caliber.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it did not last. All right. So I think, I think the big thing though here is the characters of Jay and Silent Bob. And you, you hit on it like a certain kind of movie guy. Mm Um, and they're, they're very kind of boiled-down versions of that. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yes. Um.
0: I mean, they work in a, in a video store in Clerks, right? Like They,
1: they lurk outside the video store. Oh, they don't work in I it.
0: thought one of them was a clerk.
1: No. Oh. No. Okay. They are just side characters that are outside.
0: And then... Okay. Of okay. the shop. Okay, okay. Yeah. Woof. Well, <laughs> that says something that of the better characters one of them has no lines
1: <laughs> yes
0: good writing
1: yes <laughs> wow yes um <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh crude sexual innuendo that mm. is not like that didn't age well there's um, a there's a
0: friendly but you
1: know what i say it didn't age well I don't know that that's what happened. I think my patience for it just dropped.
0: You and I have discussed um, sort of the idea of like the friendly pervert or the friendly like overly sexual person or whatever, where it's like it's a lot, but it's not threatening. Yeah. And so it's fun. Yeah. This, I think, was trying to do that. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It doesn't work.
1: And I, I, the the person that we're trying to explain here is like Craig Ferguson, <laughs> yeah, who just and un, like just the, unashamedly tells everyone they're sexy. Yes, you know. Yes, like oh, you're sexy. Your your
0: knees turning me on. Ooh, yeah.
1: Like <laughs> really, um, but no, complimentary so, without being predatory,
0: and also aware and visibly aware that they're full of it.
1: Right, right.
0: So it is not, in fact, threatening. You don't think he's going to
1: follow you to your car, right, right? And these guys have a bit of a "we're going to follow you to your car," yes, energy that we're meant to think is acceptable, because the female lead manages to just go, "Uh huh, no, yeah," and uh, brush them aside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was awkward. And like I said, I don't know, like, saying it didn't age well, I think, is giving uh, more credit to society (laughs) than we should. Yeah. I think my tolerance for it has just dropped.
0: It is probably likely, yeah. Yeah. I certainly tolerate less nonsense now than I did 10 years ago. Yeah. So, I I would agree
1: with that assessment. Yeah.
0: So... uh, but they they sucked the life out of this movie. <laughs> I know,
1: and and they're so, they're they're enduring
0: characters. I don't know why.
1: I know, I I don't either. But they were. Uh, I
0: know people love Kevin Sniff... <laughs> I know people love Kevin Snish movies. Um, well, some people do.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe you had to grow up with it, but not
1: in your instance. Well, I mean, I feel like it was the kind of thing that your friends wanted. Like all my friends had watched Clerks and wanted to watch Clerks. I think I've talked before about how uh, Chasing Amy uh, was never a movie that I liked very much because mm-hmm. the lead's name was Amy and people already thought that I was a lesbian and she's We a talked lesbian. about it on a different show. Yes, we didn't talk about it this time, but I think we've talked about before. Yeah. Just the whole, I didn't like sharing a name with the lead of that. Yeah. Um, I got crap for the Amanda show
0: on like Cartoon Network or not on like Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever. Yeah. So I understand.
1: Yeah. So, you know, people would just make references to chasing Amy at me. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate that. I understand. Um, And then, you know, it's almost like still you watch Clerks, you watch it with a group of friends. um, Everybody's pointing out what's funny and why. Um, Not so explicitly, but they're (laughs) just kind of like, oh... Yeah, y- yeah. You're picking up on the cues of, like, why you're supposed to think this is funny, and it's not funny.
0: <laughs> like... Yeah. Haven't seen it. Not interested. Yeah, it's... I was interested in watching Dogma. Yeah. Nah.
1: Yeah, if you thought Dogma was what you said it is, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it through the others. No. 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 Yeah. And, and these are big... They're I, still very iconic movies. I think
0: there's a place for hokey. I think there's a place for bad acting. I think there's a place for bad writing. Not this one, though. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with low-budget, low-quality movies. I can enjoy them. They're meant to entertain in a different way.
1: This I, didn't do it. Yeah, I still think this is the best Kevin Smith movie. Um, and I think that it's a shame that it's the hardest one to get a hold of in favor of the others that are not mm-hmm. that hard to get a hold of, because the others are much um, much more well,
0: offensive. The, the It's it's not uh, being printed, and its streaming rights are tied up in the Weinstein Brothers. Oh. So. Uh-huh. And I guess before okay. that whole scandal broke, one of the Weinstein's called up kevin smith and was like hey we should do a sequel and then the news broke and kevin smith went oh no
1: (laughs) that sucks like i said everything i read about kevin smith is him like realizing oh maybe that was not great um and i do appreciate that kevin smith is trying to uh ride the edge of subversive comedy and is willing to go back and say, okay, that crossed a line. You know, he he does say, that crossed a line, my bad. I appreciate that he is trying to, like, continue to attempt to push boundaries. It's a very dangerous place um, to be. And I think he handles his criticism well.
0: That is outside of, like, that is... A different issue than just the straight up quality of the writing, <laughs> right? Like, even if all, the, even if it had been like super woke, PC, and like for today or whatever, like the writing sucks. Okay, okay, all right. it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> even, okay, even if right. the rest were there, I'm still not interested.
1: The thing I was hung up on was the muses. Oh. Other than dogma, when have the muses ever been a part of? Yeah, non. Yeah, like like Roman theology. Like that's the other
0: thing too. Is it's like so Christian or Catholic centered. It's like all of them get it right. It's just about believing and having faith and stuff. But it's like no, this is like the Christian God, one hundred percent. You got Jesus up in the mix. Also the the plot made no like the character motivations like bethany at one point finds out she's like the great 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 grandniece of jesus like not even like great 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 granddaughter like grandniece and it like blows her mind she's like i don't even know who i am anymore and it's like what huh why is this difficult i don't understand like how does that reconceptualize your idea of faith and religion that deeply like I, I know there's a lot tied up in like the idea of like a like a like a libido less pure like godly jesus right uh-huh it's not even his direct descendant and it's thrown her for a loop i do not understand why that happened
1: yeah yeah
0: like the writing sucks <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, and I also looked it up. So after Dogma, within the next couple years, Mm. you had Dan Brown writing The Da Vinci Code. Okay. (coughs) Which, of course, that was all protect the descendants of the Jesus family.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen it or read it.
1: Yeah. that's The Holy Grail is the blood of Jesus. Sure. In the person of lineage i guess that's what the da vinci code was okay which apparently that is kind of a old conspiracy theory that always goes back to being french for some reason (laughs) my guess is somebody in france had something to do with that rumor (laughs) Right? (laughs) They're always in France, Amanda. (laughs) I don't
0: know what you're referring to. And I've watched more than one History Channel special on the Holy Grail.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. This is that Jesus had a child. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. What? That went to France.
0: That went to France. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. So the bloodline of Jesus is always French for reasons huh. and that was in like, the Da Vinci like Code. Like I've
0: heard of him having kids and like Mary and you know like yeah.
1: Mary and
0: Jesus like yeah. like I've heard that but like the French aspect is well, new They to like me. to put
1: him in France. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The so Da Vinci Code came after this. Um the other like I really enjoyed uh, Christopher Moore's book Lamb which was about, you know, Jesus having kind of a wild childhood pal, (sighs) which seemed an awful lot like Rufus, right?
0: Yes, I've read some of that. I haven't finished it. It's not my flavor of Bible fan fiction. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It just isn't.
1: (laughs) So I don't know. Like, it just seemed like there was a wealth of like...
0: Like, there weren't a lot of new ideas. And the ideas that were there were poorly handled. Like, Like, the idea of like... God's an absent parent and did me dirty and loves the other kid. What? Humanity. Ugh. Like not that like chronologically, sure. But I've seen it done better in like Supernatural. <laughs> which is not to say Supernatural's a good show. No. Or Lucifer. I like that show. I don't like. Like I've seen it done better in other media. That are still schlocky and bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, they weren't, like, they're fun concepts. But it was so, like, it was literally word for word. Like, God is mean and loves the other kid. more. Like, it was almost to that level of in your face.
1: And, yeah, like, Lucifer did the family drama a lot better. Yeah. Um,
0: And here, it was just like can you stop talking like let us do some of the work please yeah like
1: yeah it was bad and i'm a worse person for having watched it and definitely for having had it be one of my favorite movies for at least some span of my lifetime i'm
0: not even like i'm i like if you think you're a worse person sure i don't see it aside from the whole missionary work thing which is just yeah no but no
1: but that that's it because it because that whole like 90s mentality like i said uh i think for a lot of us that grew up that way it takes a lot to undo Mm. a lot of
0: that Mm. and this this movie it's like a, a film of regression
1: yeah yeah okay um because like i said i don't I really don't think any of the people in this movie were um, nasty people. No, right? No, and and so like it that... would have been viewed as yeah. positive yes. at the time. Right, right. And it's that that kind of makes it easy to to have mm. a, a regressive mindset. I think. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? It
0: does. Yeah. It's like I may be of the '90s, but I'm not of the '90s. Right, right, I'm sorry. right,
1: right. <laughs> no.
0: I was. I didn't count.
1: Yeah, you were born in the nineties. I was born. That in would the be 90s. like me saying I'm an eighties kid.
0: Yeah, but people. I'm not really. People will ascribe being a nineties kid to
1: me, and I'm like, right, right, sure. But I was a nineties kid. Yes. Yeah, like my whole of elementary school into high school was yeah. in the nineties. No. Yeah. Not, not me. So, it. Yeah, it's a regressive movie. It definitely. Um. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> And they under and I still have really good feelings about it from uh like when I first watched it's it. It's okay. I know we like bad things. We say that a yeah. lot. Yeah.
0: And I I so this is petty and not actually a reflection of the film. I feel like they underused uh Gina
1: I do too. I thought the same thing.
0: Yeah. It's like what are you doing? Yeah. You fool.
1: I always loved Gina Groffalo.
0: I don't know her from anything except for Mystery Men. Oh, but I did like the scene she was in, like the scene she was in with Bethany. I was just like, "Yeah, like this is good dialogue, like good writing here." And then whoop, nope, actually, it must have been a fluke. <laughs> like I, th- I really enjoyed. I I, I think
1: Janine Garofalo actually started Majority Report, or was one of the first hosts of Majority Report. I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> I've heard of it. I I I don't okay. think I've ever seen it.
1: Is it a TV show? No, it's a like, well, it's like a podcast. You oh, can- that. Yeah. Right. We've
0: talked about this. Yes, we have.
1: I haven't listened to yes.
0: it. <laughs> Clearly. I just like her in Mystery Men. She's yeah. really funny. She has a bowling ball, it's fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your Uber rating? Of- <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Amy? That is a really strong. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that up.
0: If you're going to make a movie and you're going to spend years working over the concept, you think you'd have more to show for it. I think it shows a genuine lack of talent and hack. Hack. Hack.
1: Um, uh, uh, Oh. Embarrassed (laughs) chuckle might be my oombrick now.
0: (laughs) I think this I'm actually more ticked than I was at Jean Favreau for uh Jungle Book. Yeah. Like I was mad at him for like betraying his art. Nah, this is worse.
1: Yeah, it it's it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It's like I admit it. And I will say that it's still gave me happy feels for... Um,
0: it gave me happy feels for all of 30 minutes. <laughs> Those first 30 minutes, man.
1: I get it. I get it.
0: It really I, front-loaded. I,
1: I, honestly, I've been hearing a lot of people say how much they hate this movie. And really? I'm just going, I don't get it. Really? Yeah.
0: I haven't heard that anywhere We had
1: multiple people who wanted to dog on this movie with us. Really? And I didn't want to do that because I... Wanted us to be clear to, uh, one, get out the whole yes. At one point, this was one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and also to have a respectful discussion with religion because I think a lot of the other people are are mil- militant atheists. Oh, uh, want, okay. Wanted it to be more of the militant atheist well, movie that see, it d- failed to my be. My
0: thought would have been like, it sucks to offend a guest. <laughs> right. You don't want to say what you're really thinking if you're going to offend somebody, right? So, right? So I, I probably I wanted... wouldn't have shouted "hack" into the mic if right. someone were sitting next to us,
1: right? Right. So I wanted to keep this one clear for us to have our discussion, because um, it was already rife to be yeah. something that I didn't know what it was going to be, and it was not. Like I'm hopefully I'm... it was a thing. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm all for taking down religion. You may not think that, but I am. I know. Just have it make sense. I know. It has to be well-reasoned. I know. I know. But no. And also, you are not an artist, sir. You think you are. You're not. <laughs> you suck. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I, I'm... Th- I thought you were talking to me. No, I was
0: talking to Kevin Smith. <laughs> I, was
1: like, I was like, that's... um.
0: No. Although you did laugh at my painting I showed you. (laughs) Bitch. You woman I respect.
1: Okay. On that note, (laughs) I want to remind everyone that we are air quotes professionals. Uh, Don't watch these at home. (laughs) Don't share yourself with Amy. (laughs)